Welcome to Eternity Now. I'm Senior Pastor and Evangelist Kyle Huckins. We're a U.S.-based church and evangelism movement reaching every color and culture for Christ. Our podcasts, videos, doctrine, history, and much more are on our website, www.eternitynow.com, E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-N-O-W.com. This broadcast is made possible by your tax-deductible giving. A gift of $25 a month gets the gospel to 10000 in a year, just three cents a soul. Go to EternityNow.com and click Support Us for more. Thanks for listening. Now for one of my recent messages. The word gospel comes from the Greek euangelion, literally good news or glad tidings. The Old English rendered it Godspell, shortened through the ages to gospel. The root word gave us evangelism, euangelion, as in fulfilling Jesus' great commission of telling every color and culture about salvation, which is our mission statement here at Eternity Now. God wants us to be prepared for witnessing to the world by living and learning the gospel. We'll find out about that today in my message, Practical Spiritual Warfare, a boost from boot camp from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. In this series, our first message was Practical Spiritual Warfare, a call to battle, an overview of this combat. Second was Stand in Truth, about how we can gird our waists in truth and stand in Christ. Third, Silencing the Accuser, referencing the breastplate of righteousness, which comes because we follow Christ, not our earnings. Today, our fourth message looks at God's preparing us for spiritual warfare through relationship with both the Word written and personified by Jesus. Let's take a look at Ephesians 6, verses 14 and 15, so that we have good context today. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This passage says we can stand firm against the devil because we have the eternal truth of God as our belt, Christ our righteousness for a breastplate, and the Lord's good news in our souls as a foundation. Just as these verses say that we need already to have on our breastplate of righteousness when the enemy comes, so we must also have our feet clothed with Jesus and the Bible to be ready. Paul loves the imagery of shoes of peace with God. He draws first on Isaiah 52, 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace. Examining the full verse looks toward the millennial kingdom, when Israel escapes its enemies and becomes the triumphant people the Lord desires. It reads, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. In Israel, the mountains are mostly in the north, and Zion, the Jerusalem that we know now, is in the south. All across the Holy Land, those who are born again, literally in the Hebrew here, bring with them gladness from their message. This message is how to live forever with God in peace. The word shalom. You may have heard that Hebrew word before. It doesn't only mean peace, but completeness, 
soundness, health, prosperity, quiet, tranquility, contentment, and friendship. The peace, by the way, is overwhelming in Shalom. Peace in soul, security and covenant with God and each other, and rest from war. Paul uses this imagery of the feet of those bearing the gospel again in Romans 10, verses 14 to 16. That reads, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. <laughs> the great apostle here in Romans also makes a vital connection that is at the heart of the Christian life. Experiencing God's peace should lead us in sharing that peace with others and telling them about salvation in Jesus Christ. Paul anticipated 2,000 years ago there might be a disconnect in this for some. In the next two verses, in Romans 10, he says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I think often that Christians don't obey this and Jesus' great commission to go into all the world and witness to every color and culture because they don't have a deep, joyful relationship with God that overflows into telling others about him. If you're not witnessing for Christ now, then let me ask you a question. How well do you know him and his word? Do you try to follow both? All we have to do to evangelize is seize the opportunity our Lord gives us. Maybe we're talking with a friend. Conversation winds around to what's going on in our lives. We mention church or what we got out of our devotional reading that day. Then we ask Alice, Sam, whatever the name is, what do you believe about God? If they answer us straightforwardly, then we respond to the truth or the falsity they present. We confirm the truth and we say what we believe if they state something false. No debating just exchange. Perhaps we meet someone for the first time and we don't get around to talking about faith. Well, we can give the person our eternity now witnessing card that has the way of salvation and the steps of discipleship on it and ask the person to read it so we can talk about it next time that we see each other. Remember, the Holy Ghost helps us in all we do for the Lord. And our responsibility is only to tell people the good news, not to force them to accept it. <laughs> My friend, we are at a crossroads today, never clearer in the history of the planet. The choice of paths is to go to destruction with the unsaved world or walk into eternity with the Lord. The reality is life might be slightly easier on the path to destruction for a very short time. The woke will say we're their favorites, popular folks will invite us to their parties, we might have a bit less difficult time at home and work. But just as the woke turn on each other at the slightest perception of difference in stances, so they'll turn on us when we dare say that their position on something doesn't make sense or we simply disagree. And this turning from Christ, the ultimate truth, will damn our souls to hell. We will have shown the applause of men means more to us than the approval of God. So we will never rest with him. 
On the other path, for the moment, we may lose jobs and family members and friends. I'd have less money and fewer things. I resemble that remark to an extent. <laughs> I find, however, that even when those worldly aspects are plentiful, if I don't have the stability, love, joy, and peace of the Lord, they're all for nothing. And without the promise of forever with God, I would be restless at the doom to come. Jesus puts it, uh, Jesus puts it this way in Mark 8, verses 36 to 38. What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. I don't want Jesus to be ashamed of me, and I don't want him to be ashamed of you either. Our focal verse today discusses with what our feet are to be shot or covered. In Roman times, soldiers had shoes called caligae. Ephesians 6.15 says in Greek literally, bind up your shoes. There were three layers of leather in these caligae, and soldiers pulled up the laces and tied them around their ankles. There also were little spikes on the soles. These boots, I believe we would call them today, wore well in all terrain, from sandy beaches to grassy hillsides to mountains with snow. The leather protected the feet from piercing, blistering, and other injuries while the nails on the bottom gave the man firm footing at all times. These aspects illustrate how knowing God and his word protects our spiritual souls from injury. The world will gleefully attempt to hurt us, but if we have the Lord's preparation, we will emerge whole. We also need not have any fear of what's to come. One day we may be easily gliding through a meadow, the next trying to cross a path with a boulder in the middle. But at each and every place, God will give us his strength. My friend, what is the worst that can happen to us in following the Lord when we know him? We die physically. Then we get the promotion of a lifetime, eternity in heaven, never to experience sin again. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. The world is so afraid of tomorrow that it awfulizes everything. For example, blowing up a relatively minor nuisance into a catastrophe, killing economies, freedoms, and lives to horribly overboard measures, tearing us one from another and hurting our mental as well as physical health. Some people in the USA are so persuaded that this life is all there is that they will cheat in elections, lie in the news, pass along students and employees who should fail, and refuse to preach the whole counsel of God, even from pulpits. But I am persuaded that greater is he who is in me, and if you're saved in you too, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, than he who is in the world, the Spirit of Satan personified, Antichrist. We have six takeaways today. Number one, the preparation of the gospel of peace is our foundation in the Christian life. The preparation of the gospel of peace is our foundation in the Christian life. The bottom of a house is called the foundation. So physically, the feet are the foundation for the person. 
Without knowing Jesus and his word, we have nothing solid beneath us. Number two, both Old Testament and New tell us that relationship with God through Christ brings us peace in the greatest sense, well-being, contentment, rest, and assurance. Both Old Testament and New tell us that relationship with God through Christ brings us peace in the greatest sense, well-being, contentment, rest, and assurance. This is the true shalom, completeness, soundness, health, prosperity, quiet, tranquility, contentment, and friendship, with peace from grace in the soul, covenant with God and each other, and freedom from war. Number three, knowing the Lord should give us peace that leads us to share our faith with others. For Romans 10, verses 14 to 16, knowing the Lord should give us peace that leads us to share our faith with others. For Romans 10, verses 14 to 16. If we're not witnessing of salvation through Christ, then we should ask ourselves why. If it's because of fear of man, we have to pray to overcome it. And if from lack of depth in relationship with God, then we need to press into him and gain it. Number four, we have a choice of paths for our feet. Temporary favor with the world that leads to destruction forever, or a little hardship now that brings eternal life with God. We have a choice of paths for our feet. Temporary favor with the world that leads to destruction forever, or a little hardship now that brings eternal life with God. Don't trade today's trinkets and trumpets for tomorrow's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Friends, as I said to a congregation in San Bernardino I was serving some years ago, we were talking about trading this present world for the glory of heaven. We were in the inner city of San Bernardino. Just a couple of blocks away, young women were selling their bodies on the street. And I looked out that window and I said, my friend, do you want to trade eternity with God for a few more years of this? It was completely unplanned, but every single person shouted no. That's the right answer, my friend. Don't do it yourself either. Number five, the Roman soldier's shoes were triple layered in leather and spiked on the bottom. In the same way, the preparation of a gospel of peace protects our souls and gives us firm footing anywhere and everywhere. Number five, the Roman soldier's shoes were triple layered in leather and spiked on the bottom. In the same way, the preparation of a gospel of peace protects our souls and gives us firm footing anywhere and everywhere. Whether we're at work, play, at a crisis, or cruising on by, we can be confident of God's power, protection, and provision. And number six, the last, remember always, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. As 1 John 4, 4 says, remember always, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. As 1 John 4, 4 says, the Lord is has created everything and everyone, and nothing shall separate us from the love of God in Christ. He who is in us is the Lord God Jehovah by the Holy Spirit. He who is in the world, whether he knows it or not, is the spirit of Antichrist. Oh, my friend, our era is one in which so many have so much in the world 
but so little spiritually. Your bank account may be running over, your physical health excellent, your workplace profitable to you, and your family in unity. However, there is no true profit in gaining the whole world but losing your own soul. I want to ask you today this ancient question that Jesus posed. What will you give in exchange for your soul? Others around us are saying people's approval, money, control, earthly power, everyone leaving me alone. Yet Jesus Christ continues to say today, whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. I ask you today, is ease now worth forever in hell? Or is difficulty today worth heaven eternally? I hope the second expresses your hope. If so, there are four essentials to salvation. It's really very simple. Though so many people try to make it so complex. Number one, repent of sin. Ask God's forgiveness. Every single one of us has done something wrong in life. In fact, a lot of somethings, if we could see a total board, I'm sure, even me, even after being saved. We don't become perfect when we get saved. We just become forgiven by God. So repent of sin, ask God's forgiveness, turn away from that which is wrong. Secondly, confess faith in him. Jesus Christ was the only one who lived a sinless life and gave it for you and me. He's the only way to be saved and he said it himself. No man comes to the Father except by me. Thirdly, believe Jesus Christ rose bodily the third day from the tomb. Friends, that cross could not hold him down. That tomb could not contain him. He rose and he's alive forevermore, my friends. He is not going to disappoint us. He's coming back very, very soon. All of the signs that he gave us of his second coming are coming to pass. Any moment, the rapture of the church, and seven years hence, you will see Jesus Christ touch down on the Mount of Olives, and he will separate the sheep and the goats. I hope that you're going to be with the sheep if you're alive. Finally, follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Friends, he's not a hard taskmaster to those who love him. He forgives you to the uttermost. What did he tell Peter? Back in Jesus' day, the teaching of the rabbis was, you have to forgive somebody three times for the same sin. So Peter, trying to score some points with the Savior, <laughs> that rabbi, the good teacher, get an A from him. He said, uh, dear Lord, uh, am I supposed to forgive uh, my friend seven times? Uh, he was overachieving. That was more than double the typical. Jesus Christ, I'm sure, looked at him very steadily and said, uh, no, 70 times seven. If they could calculate that fast, <laughs> that's 490. Jesus wasn't saying 491. He was saying infinite numbers of times. Sometimes people have addictions, they have difficulties, they have sin patterns, 
They're very hard to overcome, and it takes years and years. But ultimately, because they are trying, by the power of God, they are forgiven. That's you and me today. What grace this perfect God has given us. We who killed his son brutally in the worst way, falsely accusing him, lying about him continually. Ah, but he defeated it all by the power of God. And friends, we can defeat this world, this evil world system that traffics in little children, that lies continually from the highest places of government, that undermines the truth and tries to cause division in the nation and in the church house. We can overcome it only by Jesus Christ. My friends, I want to lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior so that you may be saved. If you believe what I'm saying, repeat after me. And so it will count for you. And you, by then following God in Christ, not perfectly, but knowing, doing what you know to do, will walk right into heaven one day. Let's go to our gracious Lord in prayer. Father God, I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. I confess faith in Jesus Christ. He died for my sins. I believe he rose the third day in the tomb in both body and spirit. And I will follow him as Lord and Savior, repenting should I fall. Come into my heart, Lord God, and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, indeed. So be it, my friends. And it is. Through that quiet prayer to our Lord, you begin the Christian life. And we just continue on the path of Jesus Christ, walking by his spirit, with his aid, looking to forever, not to today. We follow him and we will follow him into the pearly gates. Now, once we're saved, what do we do? We need to be baptized in water. We do it by immersion. The amount of water isn't so big a deal. It's that you do it on the right side of the cross. That is having believed first. A little infant cannot believe first. He or she only knows that she got wet or he got wet. <laughs> so that doesn't count. We need to make a public profession of our faith, not our parents' faith. We then need to read the Bible. We need to find out about God. The 100% absolutely true. Take it to the heavenly bank source. The truth about God is the Bible. The 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New. That's why the Bible is the centerpiece of every message, every Bible study that I give at Eternity Now. That is where the power is. I can help you understand it. I can give you ways to apply it. But my friends, if I don't have the Bible represented correctly, it's all for naught. Secondly, we pray. We need to possess the land. All of these promises of God that are yes and amen, as Paul says. 
We can pray alone. We can pray in tandem. We've just had some miraculous answers to prayer. We're going to hear about that in just a moment, including a wonderful lady that lives just about 100 miles from here who was on her deathbed. They had even turned on her, uh, turned off her life support, and she just walked out of the hospital the other day. We were praying. I went in person, and her sister asked me to pray. We, we in that little room, five or six people, we prayed together. Then we put it out here in our services and studies, and now she's walking through the power of God. Is that not wonderful? We've also had miraculous healings, wonderful salvations. Oh, the Lord is so good to us. <laughs> come to church. Come online. If you don't have a Bible-believing, preaching, and practicing, practicing very important, church that you can go to physically, we're happy to have you, and we're putting together ways that you can be a media member, a media supporter of this ministry, and that you can have a spiritual covering from eternity now. Also, fellowshipping with other believers. Take time with the people of God where you are and also with us too. You could call me. You could text me, 806-463-8793. Again, 806-463-8793. That's U.S. of A. So put a one first. Be happy to talk with you. And I've been talking to a number of you. We've been praying and believing and seeing answers to prayer. Isn't that fantastic? And also pursue personal relationship with Almighty God. Oh, our Lord is so good. He could have completely destroyed us at the flood. That would have been justified logically. He could completely destroy us now. <laughs> That's possibly even more logically. He didn't and he won't. He will give us a chance to repent up until the last second before Jesus Christ himself touches down in the holy and eternal city of Jerusalem. That's why I still am giving that call to salvation and discipleship today. You can be saved. Your friend can be saved. Your boss can be saved. Tell them, tell them, tell them how to escape hell and to possess heaven. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Oh, Father God, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for giving me the message. You always do. I can't do it myself, but with you, I can by your power. Oh, Lord, help us to have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, to, to be mature, to be founded in you, to be ready for the tough terrain, as well as the easy walking. <laughs> oh, Lord God, and give us unsaved people in our path that we may lead to Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let people get our cards requesting from us. Uh, Lord God, have their Bibles with them. Have a gospel mark something, Lord God. Let them get ready to be able to be that witness, leading people to the Lord. For he who wins souls is wise, you say in Proverbs. We pray also for Dell to have more and better physical therapy and to have his diabetes controlled. We pray for Jean and Rose and George and Dory, Rod and Kurt, David and Tom, Roger, Rosie and Daryl. I pray also Lord God, for Daisy, whose life was spared, let her live for Jesus now. Oh, Lord God, we thank you so much. Thank you for Dory being faithful to pray and to ask the man of God to pray and lead it for her sister as well. Oh, how wonderful, Lord God, to be part of your healing, miracle, and ministry. 
Oh, Lord God, we pray for all these and all watching and listening to be blessed in every area of life. Lord, you are over finances. You are over jobs. Uh, you are over our spare time. You are over our hobbies. You are over our families. You are over everything. It all consists in you and let us never, never forget it or take it for granted. <laughs> Praise God. In the name of Jesus Christ, the name above all names, matchless and pure, we pray. Amen. We at Eternity Now appreciate your listening to this program. For more, including links to all our broadcasts and social media, go to www.eternitynow.com. E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y-N-O-W.com. We have over a hundred videos on YouTube, and you can watch our services live there as well as Facebook, Twitter, and more. On our website, you also can email me, Pastor Kyle Huckins, and I'll respond personally. I welcome your prayer requests, questions, and comments. Again, that's EternityNow.com. May God bless you and keep you, cause His face to shine upon you, and give you peace. I'm gonna shout.